This is a guest post from journalist, PhD researcher and founder of Sheffield Environmental Movement, Maxwell A. Ayamba. For black communities, a walk in the countryside can be a powerful act of protest. When I co-founded the 100 Black Men Walk for Health group in 2004, little did I know that we would make a political statement. The group's aim was modest, to walk and talk in the English countryside for health and well-being. But we quickly found that a walk in the countryside also meant reclaiming our rights to roam the land. To many of Britain's nearly 8 million ethnic minorities, the British countryside still appears something of a middle-class white space. A classic symbol of white British national identity, its access limited to a privileged class who have the means and resources to enjoy the physical and mental benefits of getting outdoors. This pastoral image of Britain is rife with exclusion and nakedness, a limiting narrative that black people aren't interested in nature, but that story simply isn't true. Growing up in rural northern Ghana, I was brought up to value nature as a giver of life. Many people had a simple subsistence lifestyle with the freedom to roam and cultivate the land and real livestock. I grew up with the belief that our lives cross with nature, that we are part of it and connected to it in a web of life for our existence and livelihood. We are its custodians, so it was a cultural shock to experience a different view of nature in the UK. In many Western societies, there are those that set themselves above and against nature. There's nature and culture, wilderness and civilization, the savage and as the human beings. But is this separation that shapes a system who treats the natural world as something that can be bought and sold? Nature becomes something to dominate and control rather than something we are interdependent on. In England, the Enclosure Act in 1773 closed off common land. This removed the right to access huge tracts of land for ordinary people, which led to a loss of English land traditions and practices. Traditions like grazing livestock that connected people with nature through the land. However, once communal land changed hands to wealthy landowners and gentry, their ownership of land or rural businesses meant they benefited from nature in financial terms. Of course, this domination approach to nature doesn't stop in England. The same land-grabbing practice was used during days of empire and colonialism across the world, resulting in landless among the natives to build a British empire of class and power. For many England's largest landowners now, their land was acquired through inheritance built from conquest and enclosure. They possess great power over how their land is used and where you can walk. The English countryside has become a commodity for leisure and recreation that only a privileged, usual white class have the means and resources to enjoy. Meanwhile, in cities, people live in deprived, poor quality environments, mostly artificial and not natural, which has resulted in disconnection from nature. This trend has continued as migrants such as me become urbanized and therefore culturally disconnected from nature. The subsistence lifestyle that I grew up with, like farming, taught that nature is fundamental to our livelihoods for food, medicine, health, and well-being. In an urban space, this is lost. It is therefore wrong to think black people are interested in nature. We are simply not given access to it. Black people have lived in England for centuries, dating back to times of the Roman Empire, Tudus and Blackamoors, enslavement and colonialism, and in the world wars. But historical marginalization of black people means our stories get ignored. Our place in shaping British countryside missed. For example, many stately homes and other historical buildings are linked to enslaved people's contributions to English rural infrastructure, yet these stories are unwritten. When it comes to black people accessing rural spaces, 
normalized as white spaces, we can look to our roots. Having come from a rural background in Ghana, I believe our relationship with nature have been forgotten. For those of us with a long-held affinity to nature, we can still use this connection to make a difference in our adopted nation. Coming from a country where nature is central to life, I question why in the UK some people are denied access to the land for walking as an escape from pollution in cities. The 100 Black Men Work for Help group, now called Work for Help, started in 2004. It was the first pioneering people of color working group in the UK and went on to inspire the national play Black Men Walking. There have been many emerging working groups since, such as Black Girls Hike, Muslim Hikers, Bristol Stepping Sisters, or Picks of Color, and other organizations like my own Sheffield Environmental Movement that promote access to green spaces and the countryside for ethnic minorities. Sadly, millions of people from minoritized communities have no knowledge of the history and struggle for access and freedom to roam. It's not a lack of interest that keeps them from stepping into the countryside by a lack of access and its symbolic whiteness. By encouraging more of us to reclaim our right to roam, we can begin to revive the relationship marginalized communities have with nature. As myself and 100 black men found out, it only takes one walk to start changing the story. You can read this article and many more at greenpeace.org.uk.